Hello, I'm Ed. And I'm James. So we figured with Brexit, the rise of nationalism, Trump and the potential for World War Three, what the world doesn't need is a weekly social media podcast. But it's here anyway. This week, we will take a look at Facebook's 2017 FA conference, what the key takeouts were and what we think you'll need to keep an eye on. For those of you that don't know, this is you know, where Facebook kind of set their stall out for basically how they intend to take over the world. So it's, it's a pretty big deal, big news. Last year, they announced the, kind of the chatbots and their intention for Messenger. This year, they had a kind of flurry of um, different announcements. It was kind of centred quite a lot around augmented reality, virtual reality. Yeah, augmented uh, reality was kind of like the big takeaway. But I'm just going to go through some and get uh, James's reaction and yeah it'd be good to see what you guys think so I guess you know number one was direct brain computer interface for typing so this is you know real out there real kind of sci-fi I guess is you know this is what they do this is kind of the reach for the star um, project so Facebook um, kind of hope to optically scan your brain uh, 100 times per second to determine what you're silently saying in your head and convert it into text. Um, So Facebook's goal is to let you type uh, 100 words per minute, five times faster than on a phone, just using your brain. So a pretty kind of out there project. James, are you excited by this? I I am. I'm all for speeding up sort of my browsing and the way I'm using sort of technology messages and typing with your things always seems a little bit sort of slow yeah. and takes and it, time but it does kind of even though it's like a sh- you know shoot for the stars kind of project mm. it does fit with you know where we're going as a culture you know everything you want it now you want it as quickly as possible yeah um, i just i just a bit worried because obviously facebook already have so much data on us already <laughs> yeah. how much more do they want they want to yeah, tap into true. our brains yeah. and uh, know is. what we're thinking before we even say it so yeah. uh, i think zuckerberg probably does want that uh, <laughs> and mark if you're if you're listening we are available for um, sponsorship <laughs> um, so you can throw some money this way the second one um is hearing through skin so this is about, uh, since your skin is covered in nerve endings, uh, Braille proved we can convert physical sensations into ideas in the mind. Um, building a skin hearing project has already taught a test subject nine different words they can identify through haptic feedback relayed with a wearable sleeve. So again, another pretty out there project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, last year, I think Facebook, they did some artificial intelligence around sort of reading images to people who are blind. Mm. Now it seems to be sort of um, helping people hear through other senses. And yeah. it, it seems like Facebook are really pushing that sort of sensory sort of developments and, and, and helping people who are probably struggling to hear, yeah. struggling to see, and using artificial intelligence to sort of better them. Yeah. So it's, I think it's quite, quite, a, quite an interesting thing, quite a cool thing. Yeah. Um, I just wonder if it's quite one of those, one of those sorts of takeouts which are a bit in the future. Yeah. I don't know how, how, how long this is going to be until this actually sort of materialises. Yeah, it? I mean, I think that, you know, I'm, you know, I'm with you, you know. I think I'm quite cynical about these kind of announcements. I think, you know, we have like kind of two, um, two facets. One of them, it makes the company look innovative, you mm-hmm. know, so, um, you know, you can say you're doing something amazing, uh, you know, you're, you're automatically seen as a thought leader. And the second one, it... it gives you kind of social credibility you're you know you're seen as helping yeah. other people whereas um 
you know, and it kind of counteracts that criticism around Facebook, as you just mentioned, as just you know, harnessing all our data for for, for their own ends. So it'll be interesting to see if there, you know, if there actually be any movement on it, or if they're just kind of going for the headlines with yeah. those two initiatives. I think, uh, the, I think the, those two are ones that we need to sort of monitor and see how they're actually progressing. Yeah, or if it's just complete bullshit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the third one, uh, and this, you know, if we're, we're getting more practical now. So uh, Facebook have announced new surround 360 cameras. So obviously, the, you know, last year there was a big push around like 360, 360 videos on their on their newsfeed. So they've launched two new versions of the open source surround uh, surround 360 camera. Um, uh, I don't know if you, I mean, you're quite into these kind of tech developments. Are you? Am I? <laughs> yeah, I mean, James, you love this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, so I, I, obviously everyone does see Facebook as a sort of software company, sort of, sort of online, they're, they're all the digital. But yeah, this stuff, the hardware, I, I'm, I'm sort of a bit sceptical. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure, like, it, it obviously it benefits them. It's, it's something which is useful for 360 videos, things yeah. which they're pushing a lot on Facebook. Yeah, like, I, I, I think there's hardware already out there that... That yeah. do exactly this. So, what is I mean, what is Facebook sort of that, providing? What, yeah. what is what is their key sort of? You know, I think like what they do is kind of they throw mud at a wall and see what sticks. You know, I remember ages ago, youngs ago, they launched a phone and it, you know it died a death. Mm. But you know, they put it out there just to see, just to see how yeah, it works, to you know see, see how it's received, and if people actually buy it. And then we come on to uh, augmented reality camera effects platform. So. I mean, just personally, I think this is something that you know we, you know, we wrote about a lot um, just internally here, yeah. um, just about how this is the kind of direction that um, social media is essentially moving in, um, and obviously it's driven by Snapchat and you know Facebook have obviously seen the success of that and now have moved big time into this um, into this kind of realm, uh, and you know, the benefit of them getting into it is that obviously they're the, the biggest social media network out there um, and they're plowing a lot of resource into um, developing this. Um, and, you know, it's exciting for, I think, for their audience, for, for people who do use Facebook because it gives them a, another added creative element um, to add a real um, rich layer to their kind of imagery. And I think the second for, for advertisers, you know, as we've seen with Snapchat, it adds... A different, um, you know, a different angle for for advertising. You know, Snapchat had like huge and are having huge success with uh, with a sponsored filter, um, and obviously this is something that you know, I can imagine Facebook will start, to, you know, pushing themselves. Yeah, it, it just makes me wonder. Really, it works for Snapchat because it's on that private network. It's on that yeah. private platform that you can sort of curate who you're sending these filters, these weird pictures of yourself yeah. waking up in the morning with funny hair and tongue and everything <laughs> else but on Facebook it's another story altogether um, obviously they've got Messenger there which obviously you could you can decide yeah. who you're going to send this content to but it'd be interesting to see how if an audience actually yeah if an audience actually takes it up yeah it's, I mean it's interesting that you say that I kind of have this theory that the reason why you know Instagram have been so successful copying the different elements of Snapchat in terms of stories, and now they're getting, you know, the added filters and geolocation filters is, is because it has this a similar audience, you know. So young people are already using it and more ready to kind of interact and, yeah. and use it like that. Whereas Facebook, um, a lot of the criticism about it has been that, you know, it's it's 
become more of a passive platform for, for younger people. And, you know, I guess what Facebook are doing, they're hoping by moving into this, um, this kind of um, sphere that they will get more younger people using it. But it's, it's whether they can actually fight that audience antipathy exactly, um, yeah. that we, you know, we, we, we're kind of we're seeing. Um, but I think if they can, there's, there's a lot of rich potential out there. Um, my, my, my point of view is if an audience is already leaving that platform, then pumping new content, well, copied content, yeah. isn't <laughs> something which is going to start, I don't think, yeah. it's going to start generating more, more, more fans in, in, on, on that platform. But. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's, you know, they have to do something really unique yeah. to make it kind of, um, to get people sharing, they to, do. You know, yeah, to yeah. make it something so stand out and so different um, that people will gravitate towards that instead of um, Instagram and Snapchat. Uh, but I think what they've done is quite clever. They also opened it up to developers, so um, you know you will be getting you know, that kind of new angle that you don't, you wouldn't necessarily get from from Snapchat just because of the potential, the plethora of de- developers that you know will come onto the platform mm-hmm. and do their own kind of filters. So time been, will tell. I time think. will tell. That's a nice, uh, <laughs> a nice soundbar. I think no, I think that probably sums up most yeah. of the key takeaways. <laughs> yeah, so I'll shoot through um, some others that are probably are not as interesting as those but last year it was all about bots and you know maddeningly they didn't actually do a lot about it to make it easier to find and it seems like some of the announcements were actually addressing the problems from last year so they announced for example Facebook workplace bots and file services they also announced there'll be messenger group bots and probably you know most importantly and just, it's so balmy that they never did this after the announcement last year. They are at last going to have messenger bot discovery. It's crazy that they didn't in the first place, but you know, thank God that they are. And if they are serious about um, bots as a as a medium, you know, this is something that hopefully they will um, <laughs> make user friendly and make the interface as kind of practical as possible which sadly has been lacking yeah. um, it seems like the internet without a search engine you, you've got you, you, yeah. you've got the platform there but you've got nothing to uh, you've got no way of finding these bots yeah. And, um, yeah to have sort of popular bots recently used or featured or whatever else it's such an easy way for people to find them first of all and also the uptake to increase I yeah. think if people know that oh this is a great bot to order pizza or to book a cinema yeah, uh, exactly. ticket or something like that I think I think it's um I That's think it's well needed, and I think that could be the turning point for the increase yeah, in I mean, the use of bots. I think, like, I, you know, in terms of just messenger and bots, I was, and I, I think, I, you know, I continue to be like really enthusiastic about what it could mean, but without, you know, as you were just saying, the kind of the correct developments and the interface, yeah. you know, you're going to be fu- you're going to be screwed. Yeah. Um, I think in the long term. So I'm, I'm really glad that Facebook kind of finally started to. to um, switch onto this and, and make those necessary changes so so yeah so that, those are kind of the core uh, FA announcements and then you know what's interesting is the kind of like the wash up from it the, the reaction and um, you know it, it, to, to be honest it was pretty divided um, you had Noah Mallon the head of social at MEC uh, who was enthusiastic you know he talked about becoming the core of a consumer's online experience is an old dream one that AOL Yahoo and later Google have all been attempting since the, since the late 90s however it is possible that Facebook will be the one to achieve that via this proposed initiative so 
you know, it's definitely, you know, I think we can all see signs in the, some of their announcements um, that there is the potential to become that um, all-in-one hub. But you know, as, as we were kind of inferring earlier, the, the problem is the, the, the passivity of the audience. You know, yeah. you need a kind of an audience that's um, engaging and, um, and is active, is active sharing. And one thing that really, I mean, that I read that really kind of stuck out, um, and there's an article in the, um, I think it's the New York Mag, and they said that um, left unmentioned in Zuckerberg's keynote and barely touched on elsewhere in the day's talks was the product that most people identify, identify with Facebook that make most um, of its money and that is most often cited as partially responsible for increased polarization, misinformation, and antipathy, the Facebook newsfeed. Um, which uses a myriad of likes, clicks, and stated interests to show you the stuff that it thinks you most want to see. So, uh, you, you know, basically what it's saying is that what what's made Facebook's name and what's made it money, you know, the newsfeed is now kind of responsible for mm. um, this audience passivity, you know. And, and it, I think it hits the nail on the head <laughs> when it says that the, essentially the newsfeeds you know, sucks. It, it kind of it, how do how do they, they describe it as? Uh, this is why a newsfeed, Facebook's most powerful tool, its kingmaker, went unmentioned at this year's uh, keynote. The newsfeed has been hollowed out, filled with mass market viral junk. Um, and I think that's pretty accurate. I do think, you? I do. Oh, yeah. Mate, I'm not <laughs> I do. I, th- I think. I think. Why Snapchat? Why other platforms are working and appealing to the audience is yeah. because. They are leaving it as it's still not untouched. Yeah. It's not pure. It's not pure user-generated content. It's not. It's not being curated in certain ways. But I think it's been left to an extent where a lot of it is what my friends are doing, and it's less of how can we monetize this just as of yet. Because Snapchat know, originally came out saying we're not going to. Yeah, yeah, we're not going of to course. I mean, that's what they and always then, say. And then things you know, change, yeah. and, and they always come up with these grand ambitions. Yeah, they, they said they never do like targeted yeah. advertising, and now you can do like targeted advertising. They said, you know, they never like mine your information. And we, you know, we all know that to make money, yeah. you know, for advertisers, you need as much data information as, as possible. But yeah, I mean, Snapchat don't have that newsfeed, but on the on the flip side, Instagram do. Mm. You know, and I think. You know the reason why Instagram is so successful is because the newsfeed is a lot cleaner. Yeah. Um, it hasn't got the kind of the spam and the crap that comes in it from um, from Facebook. It's a really nice, clean interface that you it can is. just scroll through. Um, but on the downside of that, it hasn't got a sharing button. You know, so there isn't that kind of it's um, funny morality how... that you can get from from Facebook. Mm. And I find that it's funny how the newsfeed on Facebook is really different to obviously Facebook is the Western sort of version, but you get yeah. like. WeChat is the sort of ma- the one the massive in uh, China, and the news feed, the the menus, the the whole experience is messy. It's yeah. full of stuff. It's just full of of clicking through to sort of brands. It's, yeah. it's full of shopping. It's full of games. It's full of everything you can imagine. It and it and it is kind of like it's so polarized compared to Instagram. Yeah, and. It's, it works for but don't, doesn't the it, show it works for the East. Why you know Facebook's also still so powerful is that you know people might be more passive. They might not be sharing as much. I mean, they, sorry, they might they are more passive and mm-hmm. they might not be sharing as much. But it, they are using it as a kind of resource to go to different places. So mm. you know, not only is it just to kind of get familiar with what your friends are doing, but you can also click on different le- links to go to different news articles. I mean, Facebook. I, 
you know, I think I'm right in saying that Facebook drives the most traffic to different um, websites yeah. because it is so powerful. Mm. So, you know, maybe it is, you know, when you, once you get so big, you do become like a WeChat. You become, yeah. um, and it becomes a messy news feed. And people might not share on it as much, but it does still become important to, you know, your day-to-day life yeah. in terms of information gathering and, you know, uh, checking yeah. on what's going on. and It's a kind of passive um, passive experience in terms of sharing anyway. Um, but on the flip side, you know, to play um, devil advocate, uh, you know, the growth of messaging is a huge problem for for um, you know for for Facebook, which is obviously why they invested in Messenger and why Instagram is trying to develop into a kind of a more of a messaging platform. Um, and on that note, if you're interested in that kind of thing, uh, please do check out my SlideShare, uh, where I've got a, a long piece on messaging and chatbots, and gives you greater context on why um, it's all going down in the DM. That's direct messaging. Um, so, you know, it's worth checking out. But part of Facebook's announcement in this FA was to kind of counteract that passivity and, you know, things like the AR, they're hoping, you know, as we, as we were discussing, hoping that it will get people sharing mm. this kind of extra creativity. Yeah. Um, so, But I think once you become a, uh, not creeps, but they're just like the ones <laughs> that are just standing on the sideline looking at everyone else yeah. doing things. But once they become that, and I know I've got, I don't know, my, my close friends from school, university, whatever mm. else. And for me to put out something about what I'm doing now on Facebook would just seem out of the ordinary. Yeah. Like, I just wouldn't do it. But I think that's the interesting thing, isn't it, about, you know, demographics. And is that it is, I mean, you're obviously 10 years younger than me. Um, so it is that generation that mm. are, they are becoming passive and they are using Messenger and Snapchat and, you know, DMing on, on Instagram. Yeah instead of um, this widespread sharing. But on the flip side, you have the older generation. Like, I look at my mum, you know, and she's sharing, you know, details yeah. on, uh, on, on Facebook. And, you know, that's not, probably not a surprise to most of you listening, but, it, you know, it is fascinating, that kind of demographic shift on, on Facebook from the younger to the older, and the younger being more passive and the older being more, more active. Um, and... Uh, I think it's probably the, 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 the behaviours and the sort of attitudes of youngsters compared to, or millennials compared to the older generation. Yeah. I, think, I think the younger generation probably are a bit more conscious about how they're appearing to their friends, how they're appearing to their peers. But I think, I mean, but also they're, they're having fun with it, mm. which is the whole thing about these filters. That, yeah. Um, is that added fun element, and that's, but that's what, in a, a space where they're only they're deciding who they're who's seeing their content. Yeah. It's not on Twitter where it's completely no, no, public. No, exactly. It's something where they. I, I mean, Twitter is just a problem in its, itself. But you know, I, I, I do think there is you know stories as an element on, on Snapchat that is getting you know more widely used, and um, obviously that is still within the kind of created network. But it shows you know if, if done rightly, people are willing. To kind of share more widely mm. with 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 that network, and it's, it's I guess the challenge for Facebook is to kind of how to create that, and if they can actually do that, that um, immediacy that you get with uh, a smaller network when it is just your friends, which yeah. you know Instagram have managed, I think, to be honest, kind of cross both bridges mm. that you know that people might follow on Instagram might. You know, follow um, brands, but they also have their their friends and also yeah. kind of sharing on it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, just going on Instagram, I think that's why 
I'm really am fascinated to see how you know how Instagram have have done that because you know they've gone with this private messaging. They're developing that, but we're also developing um, uh, the the creative elements to get people sharing and um, and also just the way. Uh, going back to that demographic difference, the way it seems like um, younger people have their privacy setting on full blast. So, it, you know, it remains very, to your point, yeah. a very kind of private um, experience, whereas maybe older people, it's, you know, either they don't know about the privacy thing, but it's more public. So yeah. it's more visual to, mm. and visible to, to everyone. You know, just going back on reaction, um, one of the kind of negative things about it, about the FA conference, is the idea that Facebook aren't developing. They're not, they're not being innovative. They are just copying Snapchat, mm. and it is the power of a, the monopoly. And so, um, instead of actually redressing the problems that we've talked about, yeah. they're just hoping by copying Snapchat that they can get all of a sudden get that active. But it's um, always playing catch up. Then yeah. I, don't, I don't think. So. Is useful because you said just earlier that them putting out the the, the phone, the mobile, mm. and just seeing how it goes, yeah. and then recalling it because obviously not many people took it up, people, yeah, yeah, people yeah. interested. But I think that's the way to go. That's face the way Facebook should go. They should they should be a bit more pushing the boundaries. They should be they shouldn't be copying. They should be sort of carving their own sort of identity, yeah. and they should be doing it that suits. To, that's but when um, Facebook, when a social network identity is being pushed towards this AR, you'd be stupid not to kind of follow. follow Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah. You know, and like if you've seen the success of Instagram with it, why would you not try and replicate? It's you know the same success on Facebook. I think we get so caught up in you know the, the idea of like Facebook is kind of just, especially in the West, is it just this kind of uh, like passive channel which you know it's just nobody cares about that we forget actually the impact is still huge you know mm. people are you know you've got facebook live and people are, are for good and for bad we're seeing some you know yeah. headline new stuff coming out of that it's it's, it's sheer size means that you know if it chooses to dip its toe into something like ar the potential and the impact could be massive yeah far bigger than um, in terms of kind of cross-generational than Snapchat, you know, can you imagine all of a sudden I might get my mum using <laughs> you know, yeah. AR or kind of sponsored um, Snap, uh, not Snapchat, Facebook filter you yeah. know, that kind of, uh, the ubiquity of Facebook makes, um, makes what it could do with AR quite exciting I yeah. think. I just wonder AR and VR at the moment is still in its infancy, it's, it's, it's still sort of the likes of sort of um, Oculus Rift okay. You can see sort of the ways things are changing in gaming and training yeah. and things like that. But, but it's but a cost barrier, of, isn't it? Exactly, it's yeah, so yeah. You're not really going to... I mean, that's the great thing about AR, you know, that it is so... It's at the touch of the phone, you know, mm. it's so easy. Yeah. Whereas, like, you know, VR at the moment is just so, so yeah. difficult. That's why, you know, I am so excited about, like, AR because mm. it is so easy to use and the boundaries are kind yeah. of changing so rapidly that you, you know, I wrote on... Um, uh, another piece on the seven social trend, trends for 2017, also on um, SlideShare if you're interested, um, about how you know the kind of the what AR could potentially mean for advertising in terms of you know you can imagine like could you scan a room and see the kind of uh, a filter mm. change that room you know from someone like IKEA for example yeah, yeah. you know that could be something you know really exciting different facet 
um, uh, of advertising and also benefiting the audience that you just um, you know that you're when, that I feel is on the we're on the, the touch of that you know we're, we're but thinking long term I always think filters and these other things are, are, I find it are used, but they're still a little bit of a novelty. They are yeah, like maybe for, I don't know, man. Like I think you look at young people, and they are using. They are using them, yeah. and they're sharing them amongst their friends. Yeah, exactly. I do see that, yeah. You but know, but even like my sister, man, on um, Instagram, are use mm. is are using Instagram filters to like um, in her stories to create a kind of richer narrative. Right, right. You know, so I think like honestly, I do think um, these filters, because of an extra layer of creativity, are are offering people the audience to present a richer narrative on their lives mm. you know and I think that's why it is being used so much um, and why you know it is exciting that Facebook are dipping their toe into this because yeah. of like I said the kind of the cross-generational impact that that could have yeah I'm always thinking the practical uses I, I, I see I see uh, yeah like things like Ikea mm. sponsoring like a, yeah, a filter exactly. and being able so to position like furniture huge position chairs and yeah. And objects in a room, and I think, yeah, that that's. that's I think got this is real honestly, potential. man. Like this will be next level. It's going to be like next level advertising, mm. um, and we're just we're just at the start of it. You know, Snapchat kind of opened the doors, and now like Facebook kind of charging through there, like full blast, and Instagram as well. Um, so you know, it is as skeptical as people are about kind of F eight. You know, if we just to wrap this up, just to nail our kind of our colours on the mask. You know, I am really. Um, you know, even though it's copying, I'm really excited about the future of AR and, and Facebook. I'm probably less excited about all these, um, you know, shoot for a star, you know, kind of using your brain to like, Century, yeah, yeah, sensing yeah. things, you know, because this has such immediate implications. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can imagine this time next year, you know, we'll be talking about this whole different experience that um, AR has given us. Well, I think we've covered um, everything. We've covered the key announcements from the FA conference. We've covered the key reaction and um, our thoughts on, on some of those key announcements. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it'd be great to hear your feedback on what we have titled Beta for now and um, what one of our colleagues called it, what did he say, two dickheads talking about <laughs> something nobody cares about. Um, which is no doubt probably, That's probably true. Quite accurate. Yeah, <laughs> but anyways, uh, thanks thanks for listening, and um, you've been listening to Ed and James.